everybody, and welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. I'm here with my lovely, beautiful, light of my life, the dyad to my force, Liz Zeth Perales. Thanks for the intro. Like, too much, too much. Like half of the times when I'm like doing these cool intros to my wife, I'm kind of like looking at her face to see like, like the ridiculousness that my wife is like, what is my husband doing, dude? Like, is this my life? Is this the man I married? He is good looking, though. But okay, I guess. Like, I guess the hair puts him over the... Okay, anyway, speaking of beautiful hair, with me today, I have a very special guest to talk about some Bad Batch episodes. We have someone calls him El Hombre. You guys might know him as Eric Strothers. What's up, buddy? Hey, man, thanks for having me on. I'm sorry it took so long for me to finally be able to do an episode with you guys. Oh, look, dude, like you got, you got, you got like work and like rock star scheduling and you got a whole bunch of, you got two or three podcasts of your own. <laughs> you know, I get it. I got to find a, an opening in the slot. That's right. You caught me at just the right time. It was excellent. Good. Like right after lunch and right before nap time. It's going to be solid. Right. Dude. It's going to be good. <laughs> By the time I'm done talking about Star Wars, you and my wife will be asleep. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Uh, real quick, dude. Like we just went over this like before that we like have met in passing at probably Celebration Orlando, like in real life. But we're like Twitter, Twitter buddies, Twitty. Tweet. We're Twitter buddies. All the time. And we actually text each other. I'll be like, yo, dude, did you see this like comic book thing? Also, I heard this really good song that rocks, you know, and, and uh, so like we're like friend friends. But I, I do rarely have you on the podcast because you're so busy. Well, and that's like we need to have you on the motivators or I need to fire those two and just bring you on <laughs> for there. <laughs> but yeah, it's so funny, man, because, you know, it's like I've. I feel like we've hung out a ton of times when plainly that's not true. This is we're like two ships passing in the night, but it like, doesn't seem like that. And I started going back. I was like, yeah, like we got pictures with him, don't we? No, I don't think we do. <laughs> I don't think we do now that I think about it. Didn't we all take a picture at Celebration? Huh. I guess he so wasn't there. At, I think at Steel Show in Orlando. Yes. You stopped in there for like a second, right? Right. And I was running sound. Yeah. And you, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. So yeah. that's like where we like for sure, for sure met each other. Right. And like, I remember like saying what's up to you because you were like at the front too at the booth kind of area as well. Uh, like by the merch almost, right? Yeah. And then um, I went, I basically left as soon as we were done with our part because Rebels Day was the next day. And you know, yep. Rebels got to be prepared, right. man. We ain't, we, ain't, yeah. we, ain't, we, ain't, we can't oversleep on a Rebels Day. <laughs> you know, we take our Saturdays of celebration very seriously. Heck yeah. Um, but I was outside with Hawes like the whole time. And uh, yeah, that's funny because that's like where we met. Uh, we met like Johnny Grasso there as well. <laughs> so like we we're sitting at the front and I'm like, yo, like, are we supposed to have tickets to this or what? Don't we get like drink tickets or something? And he's like, yeah, I think like I think uh, Grasso has him. And I was like, all right, let me go say what's up to Grasso. And I like, you know like tap on his back and i'm like hey dude let me get two of those and like and he turns around and he like he's not shorter than me but for some reason he turned around like looking at my chest instead of my face and like panned up like it was a movie even though i'm not <laughs> taller than him but he was like <gasps> and then he gave me like the warmest like most that that man that muscular man gives some gentle hugs oh yeah and he holds them too like we were hugging for like 48 seconds dude 
I love that you know it so accurately. Like, it, this is a memory. that, the, the, Like, the time I met Johnny Grasso was etched into my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he was like, hey, like, it's so really cool to see you. And, like, and he'd kind of give us a drink. I'm like, cool, 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 thanks. I, let me get Haas's, too. Let me get my wife's. <laughs> let me get Jesse's. And so we all ran back and drank the drinks real quick before we uh, did the rest of the night. But, yeah, good times. Celebration, y'all. It's oh, a good time. Dude, celebration's the best. I was actually just up in Chicago last weekend. It was my son's birthday, mm-hmm. and we zipped up there. It's only like a five-hour drive. And uh, we went to Field Museum, which is right by the convention center where Celebration mm-hmm. was. And, and oh, it's like the memories. Yeah. I was texting my buddy that went up there with me. I'm like, I'm right there. Remember this? Remember how fun this was? <laughs> yeah, Celebration's so the best. Awesome. Let's see. Uh, what do we got here? So, Eric Struthers, besides celebrations and running sound at a steel show, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, man, the easiest place to track me down is on Twitter, at Eric Struthers. Uh, you can check out my podcasts. I am one of the hosts of The Bad Motivators and also one of the hosts, contrary to popular belief, of The <laughs> Sith List. I went back looking. Uh, I was trying to explain the intro to Liz. I was like, well, he's the only one who gets an intro on the Sith list. <laughs> like, but he, he like, and he has music and like the, the intros have changed lately. So I was trying to dig back for the old episodes because he used to uh-huh. be like the man we call, Iraj just be like the man we call El Hombre. And like the whole like music yeah. comes on and everything. And I was like, this is rad. How come nobody else gets an intro? <laughs> it's funny. The only time he ever refers to me as El Hombre is during those intros. Right. That was at the no second other question. point. Yeah, at no other point, and I'm not even sure how it got started. I mean, I play a bunch of Red Dead Redemption, and so I don't know if that's that's <laughs> Has how anything that to do with it. <laughs> yeah, but who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah. I I'd be yelling at the at the radio for like a year, going like, "Who else calls him out? Who calls El Hombre? <laughs> the man? What's we, who like is call, we? Yeah, calling less Crunch Crunch. Nobody else calls him that except oh, yeah. Arage, and Arage doesn't even really call him that anymore. Uh, uh, Les came on our show a while back and got Crunch Crunch blamed because the kids were like, oh, yeah, they call him Crunch Crunch because he's eating on the podcast. And Axel was like, sweet, I'm going to eat on the podcast. And then we could just blame Crunch Crunch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, Axel also a big fan of the Bad Motivators. Just oh, FYI. That's so nice to hear. And I'm just I'm sorry, Liz, that we're corrupting your kid. He's, he's too young yeah. to be listening to us. <laughs> She's like, no, I will simply blame my husband. Yeah. It's not your fault. My husband is a horrible <laughs> parental unit. Uh, let's see, real quick to hit the business. And that wasn't a sentence. You can check us out at therogerebels.com. Go like our Facebook page. Hit us on Instagram and TikTok at The Rogue Rebels. And you can tweet us at Rogue Rebels Fam. And we are Rogue Rebels on Twitch. And we're playing video games every Thursdays at 3. We played like Fortnite. And Al, all Axel was doing was like a dancing as the Mando with Fortnite dances and like Rick rolling people. Uh, and then he switched to a Sith Trooper and did the same thing. Uh, Man, so, I got to check out know. Fortnite. That's one game I haven't gotten into. It, it looks like like he's good at like, I don't know what I'm because like you, you I like I know how to fight. Like I know how to run around and shoot people. Although I'm not like good at it, but I could I get it. But this game, you're like building stuff like he went fishing at one point, like. What is happening in this game? There's so much extra stuff. Um, yeah, interesting. I end up doing a ton of that. I've uh, after listening to Hawes with his High Potion podcast. If you guys haven't heard that, it's really good. Yes. If you're into video games, they were talking about uh, Yakuza, 
mm-hmm. and I checked out Yakuza Zero, which is on um, uh, Game Pass okay. for the Xbox, and it's really cool. But here I am, like in the Sega arcade, playing the claw machine, and I'm like, if my <laughs> wife walks in and finds me playing a claw machine on the Xbox, this could be it. Playing she a video decide. game in a video game. Yeah, she's like, that's it. You're, you and that stupid claw machine can go live somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you pick up Yakuza, it could be the last straw. Yep, that could be it. That's why I wait until she's in bed. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good times. Uh, let's see. Recent Star... Oh, yeah. Me and Axel were on the recent episode of Star Wars Geek Girl, and we talked Infested, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Hey, uh, listen to the episode, then tell me what we talked about. I forgot. Uh, pod it forward, man. Go share this pod and any pods and all the pods with you and your friends, man. Because it's free and it costs you nothing. That's how we roll. Also, if you have Spotify, I have playlists. And, like, they're all sorted. You like Bad Batch? This will just give you all the Bad Batch episodes. All High Republic episodes. All the Resistance episodes. So, you know, take that. Share it. Listen to it. It's your life, man. Live it. Live it up. <laughs> uh, I don't have any quick news thingies, except I was excited that Out of the Shadows came out. So, Out of the Shadows came out. I'm excited. Excellent. That's the sentence. Now, uh, who is the author of that? That's Justina Ireland. Justina. Okay. And that's okay. the YA book from the High Republic. Um, it's really cool, and it's like kind of unexpected. You can check out my review at theprograbbles.com. And we're going to get... Um, right now, I've been bouncing back and forth between High Republic and The Bad Batch. So, like, every two weeks, I'll do two episodes of The Bad Batch which you're listening to right now. And then the next week we're going to do a high Republic book. So I think we're only got like two more weeks of uh, episodes of bad batch left anyway. Yeah, I think so. so. Yeah. If you are hyped for high Republic, keep tuned to this channel and check out that Spotify playlist. Cause it's got all the high Republic episodes collated for you. I Man, did the homework y'all nailing it. I did it. Anyway, we're here to talk about the bad batch, babe. Yes, sir. Do you like the bad batch? I do. Who's your favorite bad batcher? Omega. Omega. Who's my favorite Bad Batcher? I'm going to have to go with uh, Hunter because he looks the coolest. But also, like, I really like how Tech gives no regard for anybody. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, yeah, you didn't know that already? And uh, it decides to explain things only when asked. Eric, favorite Bad Batcher? I like Omega too. She's just, I didn't expect to find her so endearing when like we saw the trailer and stuff. It's like, Oh, another thing with a kid. I get enough with my own kids. I don't need this, (laughs) but she, she's so great. But as far as the actual, uh, troopers go, that's tough. I like Wrecker because he's so childlike, but Mm -hmm. I really do like Hunter. He is, I don't know. There's just something about his stoicism and his pretty sweet face art is yeah. is good too. And I mean, for goodness' sake, if he isn't John Rambo with clone armor yeah. on, I don't know who is. But to be fair, he's like definitely my favorite person with face tattoos that's not Quinlan Voss, um, <laughs> like in the world. Like there you go. He's that's pretty fair. rad. Like you know, face tattoos sometimes they don't turn out to be uh, great friendly folks. Well, but, when you, you look know. at how dense his is, 
I mean, it's not it a took design. A while, it's dude. just like shading. It's oh my gosh, that had to have been several sessions. I would imagine that was yeah. incredibly uncomfortable. He was out for like a month, dude. Yeah. Camino, Caminoans were like, "Where is this fool? And when is he coming back?" <laughs> and he came back. What have you done to your face? Yeah. You are only ten years old. How could you make a decision like this? Gosh, that's crazy to think about the age thing. <laughs> They're the same age yeah. as Omega. They're just bigger. Ugh. Like then Wrecker's like Wrecker's personality makes a lot more sense, right? You know? Yeah, exactly. When you put it like that. Yeah. To be fair, like Wrecker was my favorite for a minute when he was uh, in the very first episode when they get back to the room and he gets the stuffed animal and he's oh, like yeah. punching Crosshair in the face with it. <laughs> you remember that? That's very like, oh. relatable. I was like, oh, this is the best guy ever. Uh, for a good 10 minutes after that. Anyway, we're not talking about the first episode. We're going to talk about Infested, uh, which was last week's episode. So they got back to Ordmantel after whatever mission they were on. And they were like, man, this town, it looks crazy with these cool armored up dudes all over the place. And then they went into the bar and it was all crowded and packed with cool armored up dudes. Go back in the room uh, after knocking cool armored dudes down. <laughs> And then they find out that in the room, there's a dude named Roland Duran who's like, oh, yeah, this is my office now. And they're like, what? Because he went and overtook Sid while they were gone, apparently, which is kind of crazy. So, like, what do you think about him, dude? Like, Roland Duran, I kind of dug, like, a crime guy that was, like, a pampered son? Question Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, he's, like roguishly handsome and Mm -hmm. fair but Mm -hmm. but yeah he seemed like a rich kid who liked the good things in life he wasn't you know he wasn't scarface right or anything and he wasn't all you know like a lot of these dudes end up like like the pikes just roll up and they're like kill him you know like all (laughs) of the gangsters that we know are like pretty savage and pretty like Mm -hmm. cutthroat he seemed to have like such an air of elegance about him and he's like in a robe not really a robe but his like clothes were very nice with little symbols (laughs) Like, his whole character, is like he had a pet in his arm that he was... Ruby. Her name is Ruby. 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 I'm sorry, honey. I forgot. It's right. uh, Yeah. And it's not the same as, like, Salacious Crumb la- laughing every time somebody gets shot in the face. Oh, right. Ruby. Ruby's actually very elegant. I mean, yeah, Ruby was very... Look at the hair. It was <laughs> a very, like, very Star Wars-y arm. I don't know what to call Ruby, but I keep calling it an armadillo. Is it an armadillo? It's a bird, isn't it? It looks like a bird. Yeah, it's me? like an armadillo with feathers and colorful, like, yeah, a rainbow like armadillo. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that cross between kind of like, you know, how dinosaurs, I guess some of them were allegedly had feathers. Right, right. Take that, science. Look, look, look. Yeah. Look, look at the hairdo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it does look like feathers. Now you're right. Uh, anyway. Cute. Okay. Yes, Ruby is an adorable creature. Uh, Roland Durand is a good looking uh, Deveronian. Mm-hmm. And so they're going back to the ship, and they're like, well, I guess we better, like, pack up and get out here. Yep, that sucks. Anyway, it sucks to be Sid. Bye. <laughs> and then, like, Omega, of course, mm-hmm. always the Omega, is like, hey, like, we got to help Sid or see you. At least see if she's okay. Why? Why would we do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like, she helped she us, and we needed help. Absolutely. And then literally Sid's on the ship going, like, at least somebody's looking out for me. That was such a beautiful moment, and I oh, loved that. I loved yeah. that. Yeah, that was really good. And then it's like the, uh, not only is she on the ship, but like Bolo and Ketch, the two guys that are at the bar, mm-hmm. are like playing Sabak on the gonky droid. Like they're all, they, they literally took their ship as the new bar mm-hmm. until they get the bar back. 
it's good that they can make themselves feel so at home anywhere they go. Instantly. <laughs> Instantly. No matter what the venue is, dude, they're down. I do think it's funny how the Bad Batch, they seem to have, like, well, I mean, they have empathy, but but like you said, they're just like, why would we do that? It's plainly we need to leave. This didn't work out. And, and uh, to not have that higher regard, everything is just ones and zeros to them almost. Yeah, and I think it's like, because uh, we mentioned this a little bit on, I talked about this a little bit on Geek Girl, because I think now that I think about it, we talked about this episode. And I was saying, uh, we were comparing it to Rebels, but it's almost like the opposite. So in Rebels, Ezra is kind of just out for himself trying to survive, right? And when he ends up falling in with the Rebels, with the Ghost Mm -hmm. Crew, like eventually he starts, like he starts to become like them and starts to help people and like want to help people and become the hero, you know, like them. Like they inspire him to be better, right? But in this show... Like, it's the Bad Batch, the adults, quote-unquote, that's not true because we just discussed this, the adults in the room who are just trying to survive and get by. Well, they're modified, right? They're they're altered to be very reasonable and to... And they're trained, though. Exactly. So, like, they had a different upbringing and everything, but it's Omega who's the one who's, like, who inspires them to be better, who's like, hey, man, we need to help people. Hey, eventually we have to choose a side. Hey, we got to, like... When I was um, watching that, I started thinking about how, like, when you go into law, you want to help Ooh. people. A lot of people want to help people, right? People mm-hmm. that go into law, and then once you get into law, you discover that it's not as easy as just helping people. Right. Like, there's a lot that go to, like, going to helping someone, especially if you're talking about different areas of law, right? Mm-hmm. And that you ac- can actually get yourself in trouble for helping people when you're not familiar with it. That Thanks, America. So... <laughs> <laughs> with the bad patch on this one, I'm like, I don't know, man. If we stop and help everybody, I don't know, man. It makes us know? hella liable. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, in their case, they're not gonna be able to eat. They're not gonna be right, able to right. have supplies. They can get killed. Yeah, and it is like a crazy galaxy that they've, like, it's weird because the bad, like, the bad batch are less sheltered than Omega, but still, like, all they know is the battlefront and war, and like, they're still right. kind of sheltered too. You know what I mean? Because a lot of these Star Wars stories, we get these. We get from the point of view of somebody who's learning about things about the galaxy as we do. You know, right. Luke was like finally getting off Tatooine. See, but, but the Ezra. difference between Luke and the Bad Batch is that... The Force. Like, the Force. Is it the Force? No. Oh. It's not the Force. It's the fact that he has an idea of how the world works. Right. The Bad Batch doesn't. They're still working on the notion that everything was given to them. Yeah. Fuel, food. So they're really struggling to, to be able to do that and to help other people. Mm-hmm. And that's why Omega is so important here, because she makes them see that part of themselves that they wish the humanity they exactly mm-hmm. absolutely and yeah. so she's constantly and I, i'm just so happy that despite the fact that the bad batch feels that they don't have room for helping that she's able to get through hunter you know and every get time every pretty single much single time yeah just with reason yeah yeah and logic mm-hmm. which tech is somehow immune to but yeah <laughs> it's man good. he sure is <laughs> it's good. oh it's my like, gosh why? we need food <laughs> i make him talk like a robot don't ask me why that's how my tech sounds well, when you look at him, you assume that's what he's going to sound like. So that's it's kind of what happens. Oh, Tech. Like, see, that's why, he, like, he's my favorite to laugh at, though. Like, Wrecker's my favorite to laugh with. Tech's my favorite to laugh at. And Echo's just like a, Echo's like the grumpy. 
the scene the scene in the episode where they had him dressed up as the droid though i (laughs) shouldn't have i shouldn't have loved that as much as i did but i did it's like so simple and campy but yet it like still somehow works and even when like they sell him and he's like uh, like visibly sags <laughs> in emotion, like uh, and like goes back, <laughs> like it was that uh, that was really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you don't like that, you are wrong. Uh, That's right. If you have a problem with that, send all your Twitter uh, comments to Eric Struthers at, at yeah. Go ahead, Twitter, yeah. whatever. Blah blah blah. Anyway, uh, let's see what do I got here. So the plan is that Roland Durand is trying to make a name for himself on his own and he's like making spice deals with the pikes well is it really on his own though i mean like look i don't know where he got the capital i don't know if he's like i've started this thing from the ground up and uh, i built it all myself along with a two million dollar investment from my father um you know so i don't know how much on its own it is but he's by himself he's trying to take over a new city other poor woman's business (laughs) yeah that's fair anyway took the building man he's got muscle though he's got he's got the he's got the people in the cool armor I did like that cool armor. I, mean, I, can't, I can't find a picture of it now. I mean, they weren't that good fighters. The Bad Batch was able to take them out pretty quick. Oh, yeah, like no problems whatsoever. You know. But, hey, they looked kind of cool. All looked uniform. That's half of it. Like, you got to have your guys looking smooth. Like, uh, Crimson Dawn gets it right, too. Like, those guys, their guards' armor also looked pretty red. Mm-hmm. I like Underworld uh, guards. Yeah, you do. And Jedis oh. and everything. Yeah, okay, Jedis. Well, yeah, a big part of it is just looking intimidating. Fair, fair. It's the uh, bouncer metaphor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. Okay, so they decide. Sid is like, look, check it out. Here's what we can do. Steal the spice, and then he'll get killed by the pikes probably. Not our problem. Anyway, I'll have my bar back. Cool? That sound good to everybody? <laughs> sound, that sound like a great plan to me. Uh and they're like, okay, how are we going to get in? And she's like, there's these old tunnels, mine tunnels. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's interesting. That connect under. But once you get to the mine tunnels, they're a little bit extra crazy. Okay, what do I got here? Shots of pikes. And so they go to the mine tunnels to go under to steal. How amazing is that? That under the city is a whole other world? Yeah. I don't know, dude. There's bugs down there. Well, yeah, but I mean, aside from that, it's amazing. I mean, it's cool, no doubt. It is like the plot of Goonies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It but is. there's bugs down there. Okay. Well, you gotta wonder because you always hear about things like this in cities where there's this entire underground network of whether it's mechanical passageways or especially places that have uh, like abandoned subway systems and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. That there's just all this down there that people have basically forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder what's, like, all the way down on Coruscant. Because, like, 1313 is, like, the bad level, and that sounds like 13, 1300 levels up above whatever zero is. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah. I like that idea. And also, the place that the Ninja Turtles moved to in Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, <laughs> that place is pretty rad. It's like an old subway station that's, like, very fancy. Uh and that's something that I enjoyed in my life. You do. See, I'm the type of person that would like to go live in, I don't know, uh, by the lake. Uh, my wife wants to live above ground, people. <laughs> well, I got I to gotta side with her on this one. <laughs> and my husband wants to live in 
Coruscant, like lower. <laughs> the underworld. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so they go and they get into these mine carts and they're like hanging mine carts because the rail is above them instead of below. So it's like those things that you ride at the zoo, I guess, or I don't know what you call them. Anyway, but they're like hanging mine carts and they're like, but they have the little pump like, like they, they, they hand crank them. Jink, jink, mm-hmm. jink, jink. Because they're like, she's like, hey, we don't want to wake the hive. And that's where I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Also, I know where this is going. Uh, so they go and they like steal the spice without many real problems and then they get out, but the guys figure out pretty soon after what happened because the guys were getting distracted because Bolo and Ketch steal Ruby. (laughs) Do you remember? The, uh, the two guys like drop Mantel mix and get Ruby out and try to steal Ruby. And that's a whole bunch of shenanigans in and of itself, (laughs) which is great. Uh, Bolo and Ketch in action. But then when they get back, they realize that the stuff got stolen and they go and they chase them down in minecarts and there's like a big fight and they drop minecarts and bugs come out and it's like super scary, but everybody gets away. Well, everybody good. Everybody bad kind of falls down in the pit. Yeah, yeah. It didn't work out for quite everybody, yeah. but pretty close. Our team was all right. <laughs> so they get out and they're like, cool, cool, cool. And then they're getting ready to go back to the bar. Why so soon? I don't know. Because as soon as they get there... The pikes come out and they're like, we are told that you are the ones who have stolen the spice. And she's like, no. <laughs> like, who told you that? Lie. Because <laughs> uh, then they're busted, too. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they threaten Omega, that's when all the blasters come out and they're like, no, you're not taking Omega. You're not taking the child. And then Sid's like, look, look, look. We know where it is. We'll get it. And... And we get the kid back, you know, and you do whatever you want with this dude. Uh, so then they have to go back in where they woke up the bugs to get the spice back. And that's the like crux that like Sid is like, look, 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 I will help out Omega. You know, she, but she says something really cool. Like she's like, it's my fault that she's in this mess. So I'm going to, I got her into this. I'm going to get her out. And I was like, oh, Sid, yeah. Sid's all right. Yeah, she's all right. She's all right. And Omega's all right too. I mean, look at her talking to the run. Yeah, Omega makes friends with fellow prisoner Roland Durand. (laughs) That was also really cute. That was also really like, you know, because he's kind of like, well, now I'm going to be like an embarrassment to my family and like all this stuff. And she's like, yeah, well, you know, like, and then the the, the Ruby likes her and he's like, hmm, Ruby is very like picky with people. So So remind me again. So was Ruby Sid's? No, Ruby was in like one of the earlier episodes like where they were just coming back from a mission and they caught her, like the mission was to bring her. Mm-hmm. So like in one of the episodes, like she got out on the ship and Omega caught her back. So allegedly Sid was hired by Duran to right. get Ruby. So in theory, they sent them okay. to get the thing right. so Sid could sell the thing to to uh, okay. to Makes Roland Duran. Yeah. We got it. It's I'm glad that sense. came up because I was actually wondering that too. It's all connected, people. It's all connected. <laughs> and I think they even say that because he, he's like, what are you, Ruby, what are you doing with her? You know, I hired Sid to get her. Sid sent you guys to get her. Like, oh, she did. He did say that. Yeah, they say oh that in the God, beginning. It's not like that, that, you know. <laughs> Look, be glad I don't write the scripts over there. <laughs> hey, yeah, this happened. Remember, the ep- this was two episodes ago, y'all. Anyway, why is the main character looking at the camera? Uh, so they go back in and they're like picking up the spice and they drop something or something and 
all the bugs wake up and tech is like don't worry i have this and he like built a little bomb that blows everything into light light. for vampires (laughs) yeah so that was pretty rad looking actually yeah that was super cool and like just such a unique approach to it because it's like not something i would have thought of but man if there's ever anything you don't want a whole bunch of uh, flying up at you it's a bunch of giant bugs yeah gigantic bug and like record like so wrecker had it like so bad because he's scared of heights (laughs) so he had to like drop in on the line to like do that and then pick up all the stuff and then the bugs and he was like all freaking out by the time they got back up to the top and covered in bug juice good times oh wrecker and his fear of heights i hope that doesn't go away not that i wish uh unhappiness and fear on a fellow wrecker but i do enjoy watching it so am i a bad person i don't know i'll leave that up to you the listener so they get the spice back yes they give it to the bike yes and the pikes cut off they look like they're gonna kill him but they just cut off his horn yeah yeah that was tense man i wasn't sure exactly what was gonna go on there so do you think it hurts it didn't look like like he wasn't crying or nothing (laughs) it didn't (laughs) look that bad right like you know, Hellboy files down his horns, right? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Like, and I, it's not like Hellboy's a Deveronian. Uh, it probably don't feel good. I kind of thought it was like cutting a nail, maybe. Maybe cutting the dog's claw. <laughs> I don't but know. it's not cute, though, how, like, vested you get with your pets and how much you love them. Yeah. yeah. And then even Omega's like, well, like, you know, what was up with him? You're like, well, you know, he's all right. Like, maybe, you know, anybody who's who Ruby's cool with can't be all bad or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, and Sid gets her bar back. Yeah. And then she's like, first rounds on me. And they're like, just around. And she's like, calm down, everybody. And I'm like, no, did you see all the bugs? Like you owe us a bunch <laughs> jerk. But anyway, yeah, that's the end of the episode. Good episode. Good times. A lot of good Omega stuff. So you're telling me that these people, right? The bad patch are about 10 years old. And they're uh, getting maybe, tattoos. Yeah. They're smoking. Are they smoking? Drinking. Who's smoking? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there is that whole, like, uh, they're definitely drinking. What was that episode? It's, like, season six, The Lost Missions, when, like, uh, is it Five's, like, trying to run, like, after Palpatine, like, he escapes and he's trying to find <laughs> the other. And there's, like, a clone bar on Coruscant where all the clones are just wrecked. <laughs> they're just getting, like, faced all in a bar. Uh, which, if you think about it, is like D. Bradley Baker acting drunk 30 times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me another. Oh, I can't do it. Anyway. So, yeah. They definitely drink. And, yes, they are 12. And they're 12, right? They're 12 years old. That I relate to that in a really strong way. <laughs> America. <laughs> oh, no, that's everywhere, dude. Oh, that's true, right? Don't they have wine in France? Yeah, they do. Children, yeah. they do. Look at other and countries, like, but that can be mature and handle their liquor. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Don't drunk Omega. drive, kids. Yes, Omega Rocks. That yeah. episode is pretty good. Sid's all right. And it turns out Roland is all right. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think we'll, we'll, I'm expecting we'll see him again you think in so? something? Yeah, I like, think so. He, we definitely could. But I don't see, like, what can we connect him? You know, like... I don't know. Maybe he does a favor for the Bad Batch. Yeah, he definitely owes the Bad Batch. Mm -hmm. Maybe? I don't even know. Well, so I was listening to Blue Harvest this past week, and uh, Hawes mentioned that Rick Villanueva, he looks just like um, Cassian Andor, if you've never met him. Okay. 
he had mentioned that uh, something about the Broken Horn Syndicate okay. that came up in, oh, what was that mentioned in? Was it Rebels? They were in Rebels, Maybe. but they were also in one of those like Adventures in Wild Space books. And he was wondering if this was, if he was going to be part of that. Hmm. Uh, well, interesting, if I remember correctly, in, in the book that I was just mentioned, the, the company isn't Broken Horn Syndicate. Because in Rebels, it's the Broken Horn Syndicate and is run by Cicatro Visago. But in the book, it's called the Twin Horn Syndicate. Because his horn hasn't been broken yet. Ah. Which is kind of rad if you think about it. Uh, and also it was being run by somebody else. And I think by the end of it, he's the one left that starts running it. Uh, and I don't remember if his horn gets broken in that process or in during that book. But that's the only other mention of that particular crime syndicate that I remember. I don't think I've read any other comics or anything. with it. Oh, maybe some comics, huh? No. I can't remember anything off the top of my head. That's just my everyday operation right there. That sums up my entire existence. I can't really remember anything. <laughs> Me with Star Wars. Eh, I think so. That sounds right. That sounds could right. be a thing. Yeah, 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 that totally could be a thing. We'll have to uh, defer to Mr. Villain, Villeneuve, Villeneuve and see what he, uh, if he, he, has, he has another book that's like, no, 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 it's all written up right here. Sicatro Visago and his homeboy, Roland Duran, Talking about the Twin Horns Syndicate. And it's like the whole logo isn't even the Twin Horns. It's like the two Deveronians like giving each other the Predator high five. <laughs> <laughs> Although Sicatro Visago is hella buffer than Roland Durand. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's yeah. definitely, you know, been working out a lot yeah. more. He, he hasn't had that nice, soft, pampered life. Well, you know what, though? That's in like 15 years, dude. He might become a bodybuilder. You don't even know. I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. He might be boys with him and just be like, you know what, dude? Let's get let's get this together. Like right now, Visago might be like thin <laughs> and not buff or ten. Yeah, and he's like, let's get all swollen. Yeah, let's man. get all swollen and open a crime syndicate, bro. Yeah, I tried this be once awesome. before, but my stuff got stolen and it landed in a bug cave. Anyway, <laughs> <sighs> Ord Mantel, let's stay away from there. All right, I do next. like. Oh, oh, hang on. I do like that in that episode, it there was a lot of action, but it also slowed down the like the progress of the like the main story beats mm-hmm. a little bit, which I actually dug because uh, you know we're here we are just now the, the episode we're getting ready to talk about mm-hmm. three out from the end, and so you sort of needed that breather, right, right, to pick back up for this. So it really, yeah, I th- thought they did a good job with it. I like. Uh... That's so like the entire series and actually like since going to Disney Plus, I think a lot of the series are following this kind of um, like they don't feel uh, like the pacing is always like really on point and really well. Like the story breathes and takes the time that it needs to or wants to to tell whatever the story is about. Like in this story, you know, while it's not a huge like what is the Bad Batch going to do next? Or, like there is a story about Omega figuring out how to help people and to repay debts. And like, you know, what do we do? Like when we're, we don't have much, but we can help somebody who helped us before. Like that kind of stuff is touched on here. And then also like criminals and like 
Are they all like she has a heart to heart with the criminal? She's the one who calls to help. Sit. Like there's the moment. This could have been passed over and it had been a throwaway line and something else. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but the fact that the show gives time to that and time to this kind of like Omega's evolution, I think is really, really cool. And her effect on the Bad Batch, you know. It, you hit something on the head there with, you know, talking about the format in Disney Plus is that the the series, mm-hmm. whether it's Marvel or otherwise, they have not all had the same number of episodes. The episodes are not all cookie cutter lengths. Yeah at all because they spend the time they need Mm -hmm. to tell the story and man that that's awesome yeah and i'm glad that they've done the week to week release instead of popping it all up at once oh for sure shut up dog (laughs) i said shut up (laughs) uh yeah for sure like taking it out of that format really like frees it to be what it wants to be instead of having to well we need 24 episodes and they all need to be 22 minutes or 21 minutes yeah. and 30 seconds. Like, so you'll see the episodes are like 20 minutes, 24 minutes, 28 minutes, 22 minutes. Like, yeah, the episodes, whatever it needs to be. And then how many do we need this season? As many as we need to tell the story. 10, 8, 6. Like, let the story dictate, like, what it wants as opposed to being, you know, like a normal television thing, which has been for years. Okay, we need a, a season of 24 episodes that are all 21 and a half minutes. And then you're locked into that kind of format that really limits your storytelling. Yeah. You well, know? I mean, and, and they're really letting that happen organically because if you remember, like, before The Mandalorian came out, the first season, it was mm-hmm. slated for X number of episodes. I don't even remember what it right, was. Right. But then they reduced it because they're like, that's all we needed to get to where we were trying to go. Yeah. There's no point in forcing the issue. And that's, I mean, honestly, man, that's kind of a brave move to take because – the easy way out is to just keep throwing content out yeah and yeah. and uh to to do it like that and do exactly what it needs to be the you know to achieve the vision that you're looking at i yeah. think that's a really cool thing i think it's good that they like empower the creators to at least like i don't know about make those calls but at least like get those calls out there to be like hey we got a really solid story with eight episodes we don't need to do 10 can we just do eight episodes? You know what I mean? Like, right. oh, well, sorry, the cable, the network ordered 10. So you're going to have to pop two, you know, like that would, in the old days, that's what it would have been. Yeah. So it's really good that nobody's looking at each other going like, well, we don't need two for sweeps. All right, cool. Yeah. That's where you end up with that episode eight out of 10 where it's like, hey, remember this? And they're showing flashbacks <laughs> from right. the first The Mandalorian season. musical episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> musical clip shows. Oh my gosh! Good times, dude. I would watch that. <laughs> I, I can't wait for it now. Like we, I can't wait to see it on YouTube. All right, next episode, War Mantle. Um, okay, this is the one that came out this week, and I took way less screenshots, which sucks. But, dude, like every episode looked amazing, right? And every time the next episode comes out, I'm like, wow, this looks even more amazing. This episode looked amazing like oh my gosh yes the planet and it's like all foresty but like the trees are so detailed it's like almost photorealistic but still has that clone wars like the lighting dappled light through forested places that they're walking it was ridiculous yeah yeah it it was a work of art this some of the scenes man like they would make great like wallpapers for for sure for sure I mean, yeah. And the music. 
the music in this one. All these cues straight from oh, yeah. A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 dun. Those those things that you almost forget about. And yeah. uh, I th- I love that. Yeah, they're doing like the running through the halls and like trying to like chase the troopers or whatever and like chung 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 like they have that like OG yeah directly from a new hope. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I definitely noticed that and that was really, really cool. And even like some of the blaster sounds sounded like very like original, like the mix or the compression or whatever it is that they used. Like it sounded very much like a new hope. Yeah. Like they either took the exact sounds from there. Or they like use the same kind of uh, whatever compression or finishing on it that they that they did when they uh, did that movie in the thing. Um, and the, the, Stop with all the technical talk, man! Bert, oh my gosh! Ben Burt was there, I think. He did the thing. Yeah. Okay, what do we got here? Okay, so we got we started on Camino and like Lama Sue and Nala Ser. Like, look, man. Like, I don't know. It's getting they. they yeah, we get, we like it was cool. What happened was they hired us to give them an army, and we made a bunch of money, and that was good. But the problem is, we gave them an army, and now they don't like us anymore and don't want to pay us. And I think we got to leave. So get ready to go. <laughs> that was tense, like, and like not quite unexpected because it looks like it's kind of been leading there, right? But also like, whew, yeah, y'all did give them an army, huh? That makes things tough. <laughs> but then it was un, it was surprisingly because I think uh, Nala say oh, I'm sorry Lama Sue says something to Nala say that's like you know gather the essential personnel and like get them to say like so basically saying like hey get like who we need and let's roll mm-hmm. and she's like she's walking out with the kids like the five year old clones that look ten mm-hmm. you know hey everybody get on this don't worry uh, anyway I'm gonna turn left now but you guys go follow this other. Uh, Kaminoan and and get on that ship and I'm like oh man like oh yeah she's like your training is gonna you don't worry you're still gonna be a soldier but your training is gonna be somewhere else now and that I didn't think about the kids being excited to be like but but we're still gonna be soldiers right um that was a little weird and unexpected why this is what they're being made for this is their purpose and so that's that's why they believe that that's you know that's the goal I mean, it's probably not on purpose, but it was just not a thing that I had considered. Because I remember being like, oh, yeah, those clones and some are going to stay and some are going to go. And it's going to be the mm-hmm. I didn't think about the little the little ones, the, the little, little ones. the little clones. Yeah. I mean, everybody is aspired to become a soldier. Yeah. Right. And they don't know any they don't know about playing. They don't know about going to school and studying something else. Yeah. Their school is a headset where all they do is play Republic Commando mm-hmm. all day. <laughs> and watch episodes of Clone Wars and Bad Batch. Yeah. Man, this is rad, dude. Did you see that episode on Ryloth? That was tight. <laughs> to them, up. those are documentaries. Yeah. That's how, uh, I don't know if you do this when you troop sometimes. What, what? Oh, pulparinto. <laughs> uh, when you troop sometimes and they're like, oh, like, are you from the movie? What movie? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm actually from Tatooine. You don't. Do you Yeah, troop? no, I was there. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I am like the least active in my five hundred first garrison. Probably, I like cling on just enough to like not get the boot. Uh-huh. But um, that's my twenty twenty one troop. That's it. Yeah, there we go. Nailed it. Uh, got it got out of the way. Got it. Got it. What do you have? Because you have a TK, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. A stormtrooper and what else? Is that it? That's it. Okay. I've got, I've also got a first order TK that I have not worked on at all. Huh. Okay. 
that I cool. got, and um, it's it's like not one of the ABS kits that you can find around. I got this from this dude in the Philippines, and it's um, rubberized fiberglass. Whoa! And so it's like got to be painted in the whole bit. Yeah. And uh, so that's why I just haven't worked on it. Hold but, on. Rubberized fiberglass is it like somewhat flexible or is it? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's pretty dope, neat, dude. Yeah, I mean it's heavy. Huh. Yeah, but but yeah, there's a lot more flexibility to it, and whenever you get it painted, one of the things that they tell you. So this guy, by the way, if you want to look him up, he goes by Jamiroquai, and uh, you can find him on like, um, oh gosh, what is that prop building website? I can't think of it off the top of my head. But regardless, okay, uh, yeah, it's this rubberized fiberglass that he cast, and um, the kit looks great. You, there's some trimming work you got to do. Mm-hmm. He tried to be really efficient and figured out how you. He made both shoulder belts or both biceps out of one piece, and you have to get it and basically cut it at an angle in two to make each bicep I see. part. Yeah, but uh, it's neat. But we have to get it painted with a flexible paint. That's why most of the time they recommend like right. taking it to an auto body guy. Mm-hmm. Huh. But man, just the thought of that—it's like this is going to yeah. be the most expensive armor of all time. <laughs> but it's going to be a little bit flexy, dude. Yeah, it's going to be a lot more comfortable. I'll have to suck my yeah. gut in a lot less than in my. But yeah, like, my... I, I've done, uh, you know, like I, I, because I, I, we, you know, for those who don't know, the Rogue Rebels have costumes as well. That's probably where we're like primarily known. But um, I, I'm in Saber Guild, so we do choreography. And, like, when you're doing choreography in leather Voss armor, which is, like, what I started with, like, it's cool and you're doing stuff and it's, like, whatever. But when I went to Kanan armor, like, my movements had to become a lot more efficient because my right arm is all limited by what it is. So, like, when I first got the armor, uh, I trimmed it up and assembled it and everything. And, like, after a few times I was finding out that the whole wrist, uh, the end of the wrist armor of the forearm was just slicing up my wrist. Cause when I twist and turn with the blade, the mm-hmm. return edge was just slicing into my wrist. So I like trimmed it down and like, I had to really sand that thing down to like 1500. So it would be like soft against my precious oh, yeah. little wrist. Uh, well, Pete, you don't realize how, uh, like, I guess chafing all this stuff is. Cause right, like with my right. TK, the, uh, the cod piece and then the thighs, man, mm-hmm. you gotta be, like really cautious that you don't get pinched in there yep, yep. anywhere. And yep. I've got my armor to where I can walk really naturally okay. in it. But Good. you'll see some guys who basically like have to shuffle yeah, along yeah. because they don't have it trimmed just so. But, uh, but little things like that, like you don't realize that you can't really tilt your head up and down. And so mm-hmm. like whenever I've got my helmet on for long periods of time, man, like my neck will start to hurt because your range of motion is so limited. Right, right. The, um, let's see, what have I, uh, I have, uh, I have the, like, the custom TK that goes on Kanan, but I can't, I can't fight in that, first of all, because I can barely see. But second of all, because the way that that helmet fits along with the way Kanan's neck armor goes, I can really only pick, like, two poses to stand in for hours because, like, it just doesn't fit together. Because there's right. like a neck guard on the cane and armor that fits like just so under the chin. And if I move, I can't move left or right. Or like you're literally <laughs> stuck in that one position. And like that's all right. you can do. Because those pieces weren't meant to fit together. But somebody in a cartoon made it really cool and it worked. And then I did it in real life and it was less comfortable. 
but it looks cool when I stand in that one pose. Don't ask me to walk around. <laughs> See, I think I need to get, uh, like, do something from the Rebel Legion so that I don't have to have a bucket on all the time. Be, Buddy, be like a, a good guy with a lightsaber. You're a lightsaber builder, man. Just get some Jedi robes, throw it on, and get all I good know. and twisty and glowy. Run around with your sound effects. You know what's, there's nothing funner than spinning around a lightsaber and, like, rocking around that uh, in some comfy Jedi robes. You know, sometimes the boots can get tiring after a while, but, yeah, it ain't full armor. That's true. Yeah, that'd be nice for a yeah. Switch, I think. If you want to go, like, half and half, you can do, like, a Clone Wars Jedi and just be like, yo, I have, like, a chess piece and an arms. You know? Well, you know, when you're talking about if you do the thing where you, you know, are telling people what movie, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, this is my job. This is real life. I did a troop. A, 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 it was a single. Somebody asked me to do it for Make-A-Wish as this mm-hmm. little boy who is, like, slowly losing his vision. and so like he can see like shapes and things like that and so he recognized me right away because i'm this big white like gleaming white thing and dude he was right at that magic age where he's essentially asking me if darth vader's like really such a butthole like he seems (laughs) you know and i'm like oh dude he is because you know he thought that was my my job he's like your boss sucks huh yeah he's the worst He's the worst. You're like, you're telling me, buddy. I work here. <laughs> it was so cute, man. Oh, that's 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 gold. Uh, one of my favorite trooping memories, this is now a trooping podcast, is uh, <laughs> like this was back during, I think it was the first, like if you guys remember Star Wars Rebels would do like a mid-season break, like they'd run half of a season and then take a break and then come back after January or February and run the rest of the season. Um. So the first year that we were doing Rebels, like the first year that it ran, I think this troop had to be after the first half of a season, but before the second half. So Axel was still like eight years old, nine years old in a little Ezra rocking around an an event. Right. And, uh, you know, so like we're all there and 501st is there. And like normally like a lot of the uh, costume clubs, like we all kind of get the invite. So we're all there. So there's some Mandos, there's some 501st, there's some Rebels and there's Saber Guild. Um, and we'll do a show and everybody else troops and we'll take pictures and the whole nine. Right. Um, well, we brought Axel, um, and I was wearing Kanan and we did a rebel show, but Axel was just there and Axel was like eight years old probably. And there was like three or four, like six year olds that were like following him around. And they were like, so like, so like you're Ezra dude, like how is it rocking with Kane? And he's like, yeah, Kane is like pretty cool. I like flying around. And then like, they're all asking him questions. And it was the first one that he had trading cards. We just got little trading cards and Axel Aww. like, so he's passing out trading. He's like, yeah, here's me, dude. Yeah. I'll sign it for you. Whatever, bro. <laughs> he's like eight oh, years old, so but he's cute. the coolest eight year old around. All, and all these other kids are looking up and one of them, I can hear him. Cause he's like next to me, but he's also like off on his own. But I'm like, I can see and I can hear everything that's happening, right? So, like, I hear one of the kids being like, so, like, what happened to your parents? Because it was, like, on that break where, like, the, what is his name? Sibo was like, I know what happened to Ezra Bridger's parents. And then that's the season, you know, finale. So the one of the little kids was like, what happened to your parents, dude? And Axel is, like, eight years old, doesn't have the answer. Like, in real life, doesn't have the answer. Knows about the question and knows as much of the story as we all as viewers know, right? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I think, I wonder, I think maybe the Empire took her. Like, they were just gone. Like, I woke up and they were gone. And I've been on my own ever since, you know, since I was seven. And I'm like, that's one year ago. 
first of all seven <laughs> but, he, but he's like giving him like the full like he's doing oh, it like that's awesome and it's like so legit and it's not even like a uh like it's like oh i don't know probably next episode we'll find out he was like yeah i don't know they were just gone i, I think the empire took them i hope they're alive you know I'm, I'm still gonna look for them you know but i don't know i don't know anything yet you know oh yeah cool like yeah i hope they're alive too like <laughs> you know it's all these little kids and i was like dude this is like the raddest that's one of my like best trooping memories. That's uh, cool, man. Really, really cool of him like really, really getting into it when he was little. Uh, now, one of my best trooping memories is, uh, yeah, because this is a trooping podcast. It now. is. It is officially. <laughs> is it was a screening of uh, Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. with a live symphony doing wow. the score, Dope. and I am in the back of the room, full TK armor watching the scene where Yoda is lifting the X-Wing out of the swamp mm-hmm. and like just talking about it right now, man. With I a live symphony. Like, yes. I mean, I was getting pretty misty eyed under that helmet, man, <laughs> because you know, as a musician, that sort of yeah. thing just speaks to me and Oh, it was so powerful. And it, it was really something that was one of the coolest ever. That is really, really cool. They do like, they do it yearly, like star Wars and over here, like at the Hollywood bowl. We've, well, like, I went once with a friend, like, before I even started trooping. My friend was like, you like Star Wars, right? You want to come with me to this thing? John Williams. But it wasn't like John Williams. It was like Star Wars in concert. Uh, and it was, like, still pretty cool, but John Williams wasn't there. Uh, but, yeah, dude, like, that, like the live symphony and all that stuff, like, being there, that was that's pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's that is something. If you've never experienced it, I highly recommend it. Uh, we recommend a night in concert, an evening in concert with Star Wars. And if you can get John Williams there, go go ahead and do that. Oh, my God. Um, if you can get anywhere where John Williams is at, <laughs> definitely do it. <laughs> Which brings me to my next story. At the screening of The Force Awakens, I was like, well, got to go to the bathroom now. Who's next to me in the stall? John Williams. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty that's, cool, man. That's, that's my Hollywood. That's my Hollywood steel story. <laughs> Without now, steel. did you say any? Did you say it's anything cute. to him? Did not say a word. Did not say a word. Did not look down. Went to the bathroom. Filed that information in my head. Washed my hands. Got out of there and walked out and talked to my wife. And I was like, "Yo, John Williams is in the bathroom, like right next to me, like just now. Like I just like watch, like just watch the door. There he goes. There he goes. See him. See him. See him. I don't think he washed it. No, he washed his hands. He's good. Uh, but that's literally like, you know, All I was right, like, honey, that's pretty good. Is it? It is a little. Okay. Uh, cut that part of the podcast, everybody. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, uh, War Mantle. Uh, the Kaminoans are ready to run, and the little tiny clones are like, "Cool, we're going on a I field mean, trip." Why wouldn't they, right? Yeah, I mean, it just like, but it also like it's clear that they they're not telling them what's going on. They're like, "We're gonna be soldiers, right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all get on the ship. You're gonna be soldiers. Well, I don't think they're gonna be soldiers. Well, they, yeah, maybe. Why not? No, they're taking. They're they're running somewhere. And they're taking clones with them. I don't know why no, they're taking no, no, clones no. with them. I don't think they're you don't taking think so? clones with them. No. You think those clones are like going with whatever? So it sounds to me that they're evacuating. But right? It's like a secret evacuation, no, right? No, 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 not this one. When they're uh, taking the boys, I don't you think You don't so. think so? You don't think they're part no. of that? No, they're okay. not part of that. Because they have the other installation, the big one. Are you talking about the like crazy dead city that yes. was a few episodes? Uh-huh. That was rad. I'm thinking that that's what they were taking those children. No, I didn't even think about that. I thought about it, but I was like, why would they go to a wrecked ass old place? It's not wrecked. The one I'm thinking of is pretty wrecked. The one where they fought Cad Bane and Fennec Shand? No, what are babe, you thinking of? I'm thinking about the one from the episode. Oh, like 
Yeah. Daro, where, wherever they are. Yeah, in, it's a huge Where it looks beautiful and forested. They're doing training there. Why okay. not? So I think that they, uh, okay. they're sneaking around trying to... So you think those kids are going to the Empire. Those yeah. kids are not yeah, escaping yeah. with uh-huh. the Kaminoans. Yeah, I mean... Okay. Uh, I was I thinking... Gotcha. Yeah, I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking like... Oh, they're taking these kids away to like no, help no. them and like help them escape this no, life. And that, the kids are like, we're going to go fight, right? Sure you are, kid. Sure you are. <laughs> oh, no, these kids are actually going to go fight and die. Yeah. Well, that's less depressing. What? Is it? <laughs> and, and more sure. somehow. Yeah. More I, don't know. So. I don't know what's worse. So because it's at this point when she's instructed to start gathering you know, to try right. to evacuate. Right, that's true. Yeah, because then she walks into the room and they're like, uh, "Things are getting tense. We better roll." You, better, you got that place on the. You got that place on the down low. I got that place on the down low. Two Kaminoans. I got it on the down low. All right, peace out, Kaminoans. I love how even when it's tense, their their speaking style. <laughs> it's like we gotta. We, we, we have better to get, get out of the here. F out of here now. This is an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> urgent must be nice to be able to oh. keep that cool right oh hold my up. gosh oh my god can hold you imagine up. if like one of the one of these days one of them loses it that'll be so Just start hilarious. and i'm talk like this okay <laughs> oh okay. my god hold well, on it's like i joke around with my wife i said listen you got to stop yelling so much because I said the kids can't tell the difference between, oh, my gosh, they accidentally murdered someone to, oh, my gosh, pick up your toys. I said, your reaction is just the same. It's so extreme where they're like exact opposite. I feel like that's yeah, That's the same thing. Like Axel. <laughs> Axel has like the like, oh, my God, I died in this video game. And also oh like. Oh, my God. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Like does. something else happened. I don't and know. Sal- hardly ever screams or raises his voice right so when he does we're all like (laughs) (laughs) don't make me use my metal voice like and i ease into it i'm like i said pick it up (laughs) before i get to like the anyway what i was gonna say was what do you think the dmv is like on camino Amazing. Number B fourteen now <laughs> serving. <laughs> Is this a planned non operation or renewal? Oh god. You are in the wrong line. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's gonna be wonderful. Man. Kevin Owens, y'all. Anyway, don't take life too seriously. <laughs> like just live it up man stay on Camino for as long as you can or get off whatever anyway uh, so they what? Oh, they get a message from Rex right mm-hmm. and yes. Rex is like yo my boy needs help but I can't help him right now I'm busy bye and here we go again these people don't want to help <laughs> yeah, that's <Right>? true <laughs> except for Echo now Echo's yes. the one who's constantly ready to drop anything for Rex well it makes sense that's true they were like good good homies He's no, like he used brothers. to. He put the handprint back on me back in the day when I was a shiny. Echo has like the lowest one. He's like, he's also the grumpiest. He's like, again with this. Come on, Sid or something. I don't know. He's like a little bit lower. Whereas like Hunter him. is just a little bit more. And Tech is higher. And Rekka. Okay, whatever. Okay, sweetie. Anyway, so Echo's like, I think we should do what Rex said, and everybody else is like, really, but. Except Omega's like, we have to help people. Rex yep. helped us. Oh, here she goes being right again. <laughs> you see now, 
I'm interested to know where was Rex headed? Where he's like, oh crap, I gotta go. Just do what I said. Late. <laughs> I mean, he picked up his blaster, right? Did he not pick up his blaster in the shot? Like, it was a very much like uh, episode two, Obi Wan. Like, they are building a clone army here, and hold on, hold on. Like, and then he like battles his way out of frame. And Mace Windu was like, hmm, I think we should send a clone army to Geonosis. Or whatever happens next. <laughs> you know? But like, it was that kind of energy of like, uh oh. And I thought Rex pulled out his blaster. Um, but now I'm not so sure. I can't, I think he did. Or at least the implication was definitely that he was on his way to like fight somebody in some form. Yeah, he straight up, it definitely looked like he was getting shot at. But also like, is he like hunting down? Like, cause it seems that he's, he went to, uh, we know that, oh, Rex was just here yesterday. So we know he went by the other deserter. What's his name? Cut. So it seems like he's like meeting up with clones. Like, cause now he's like, Hey, Gregor hit me up. Then again, I mean, chances are, if you're a clone, you know, a lot of other clones. So. All right. About Gregor. Okay. About Gregor. I didn't know, know his number. Me neither. So 55 like, something, something. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I was in apprehension the whole... Not apprehension, but I was like, ooh, who is it? Oh, CT557 or whatever it was. It was 55-something. Um, it wasn't I, until he started laughing that I was like, oh, yep, there's Gregor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does he say? He has a really good line where he's like, they call us... No, they're like, you guys are like, oh, CT99s, like defective clones, eh? You ask me, it's the ones here that are defective. <laughs> <laughs> he has like a kind of Scooby laugh, right? Yep. <laughs> I can't do it. I'll never be Gregor. But anyway, they go. Is it Darrow? The name of the planet? Do you remember? I didn't write it down. I, that feels right. They go to a planet that is very beautiful, and they're like, "Hey, there's probably some in this mountain." And Tech's like, "Yeah, I'm being jammed." That sounds right. <laughs> like, thanks for the info, Tech. Uh, and it's like all forest. Oh, dude, I totally didn't mention the entire beginning of the episode when like Gregor is getting chased by the clones and wolves or whatever yeah. they're called. Did it not just feel like E.T.? Oh my gosh, exactly like E.T. That's exactly the beginning of E.T. That was so rad. Uh, the lighting was like really cool and like the shots and the lighting come, the flashlights through the forest. That was super dope. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Anyway, so we're back here. They're like, hey, we should find out what's in that mountain. And they uh, find out that there's a base in the mountain. And they're like, okay, like, let's go break in and stuff. And they go and they find the guy. They're like, well, at first they don't want to, right? Because Tech's like, well, we don't even know if he's in there. And so they're like, okay, you guys go back to the ship. Omega and Wrecker go back to the ship. We'll break in and, like, see if we can find him. They break in. They find him. And as they're, like, looking down, they're like, oh, it looks like commandos. And TKs. What are those? I am not familiar with this trooper designation. And I was like, I know I know what it is. Me. Me right here. Like, <laughs> I've I heard it. of them. Yes. I am familiar with TKs and their numbers. Do you need their numbers? Yeah. Uh, and you like from the first binocular shot, you can tell that they're new, but not exactly what they are. But like when you actually see them, they're very much like, like a Macquarie design. Yeah. And it's really cool. Oh my gosh, yeah. And and I mean not to mention the commandos. Yeah. They looked amazing too. And uh but yeah, I really like that TK armor in this. It's really like cool and interesting. And it's like 
it's like somewhere like in between or I mean, I'm sure there's like concepts that are closer to it and further from it. But, um, you know, the like Macquarie concept that I always think of is the one that has the like shield and the white saber <laughs> like, yeah, that has um, like the helmet has the shape that the dome shape is a lot more like the TKs that we know that in the movies, but the face is a lot different. So in this one's, it looked like the face was like that design, but the dome was almost like those cadet helmet domes on the like bottom tubes. Anyway, I'm describing something that you can just watch in a cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) You did a great job though, doing it. Anyway, it was cool. And I liked it. That's the end of that sentence. Uh, Yeah. The helmet was rad. Uh, although the back of the armor, it looks like there's like a weird little, I was like, do they have a hanger? Is that for their clothes? Like there's like a hanger, like a little triangle, like as opposed to like the 011 or the 001 that's in the back of the normal TK armor. Yeah. What was that? Thing? I don't know what it was. And it doesn't look like they always have like little buttons or little like circles and lines always on the back of the armor or in uh, first order. It's like holes. They're like circle and line holes. But for this reason, it looked like a wire, like a triangle thing. And I'm like, that's not a shape that's normally associated with the back of Stormtrooper armor. What's happening here? Anyway, <laughs> I noticed. I'm curious. Looked cool. So they go and they rescue Gregor. And Gregor is as cool as Gregor ever was. And at one point, he even, like, he gets shot. And they're like, oh, man, are you going to be all right? And he's like, I got blown up once and I'm fine. So, like, everybody relax. This is no big deal. <laughs> I was like, yo, he did, though. And that was after, <laughs> like, apparently he got blown up before that because, like, when we met him, he had already forgot about getting blown up once. Then he got blown up again. Jeez. Then we haven't seen him till today. Anyway, <laughs> I like that he wears a tank top in the future, but that's just me. Uh, let's see. So we got Omega and Wrecker, like, on the ship, and she's like, dude, shouldn't we, like, be alert or something? And he's like, I'm recharging. As he's, like, putting his feet up on the dash. And I'm like, this guy. That sounds exactly like something my son would come up with. (laughs) That kid is way too clever for his own good. Good times. Is that working out well for him? Oh, dude, he's he's the master at that sort of thing. And he's so cute that you just assume that he's being honest with you. Mm -hmm. Ah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Once that, like, like, Axel, like, once they get to the teen, like, the teenage years is when they outgrow that being cute. Yeah. And it's well like, you can't get away with that no more, yeah, bro. So watch out for that, man. Uh-huh. Nah. <laughs> I'm going to have to keep it real. <laughs> All right. So they, like, Tech tries to, like, they're trying to get out with Gregor. And Tech tries to, like, uh, he, like, tries to input something to get them out of the way. But he's like, I have created a system-wide alert and I don't know why. And Gregor's like, dude, you used a clone code. Like, they don't use clone codes anymore. Now they're TK codes. Duh. You just alerted the whole thing. And then commandos and stormtroopers come, and they're, like, shooting people. So one of the commandos, is it Scorch? Like, because one of them looked like one of the Republic commando guys. You know what? I'm not sure. You know what I'm talking about? He had, like, yellow and black painted on his commando armor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who are the Republic Commanders? Is it it's it's Scorch, Zev? No. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'm just gonna come clean with you right now, audience. I don't know. Uh, the yellow one. <laughs> but he was yellow. Uh, that's a fact. That's my statement, Your Honor. I'll accept it. 
<laughs> I admit that to the court record. So at some point, when they're like in this shooting spree that they're trying to leave, right? They realize that uh, the clones are not clones. I mean, not. Oh the, yeah, the somebody's helmet shooting, comes exactly. off or something, right? Yeah, so, yeah. And so that's when they realize that they're replacing the clones, mm-hmm. which also like it just makes me think about this. So they had a contract with the Kaminoans, right? Mm-hmm. And so give, give me that contract law, babe. Okay. Give it to me. <laughs> So uh, we don't know what the terms of the contract were, right? Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they seem to think that it's cheaper to enlist people right. than to actually pay the coming on. Than to produce them. Than produce them. But at the same time, they can allow them to, for the coming to sell to sell to somebody else, right? Right. And right. that's why they, well, they kill yeah. La, Lama Su. Uh, it looks like, well, we didn't see it, but it looked like it they looked killed like, Lama Sue, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the, definitely the implication. That's what I took from that place. <laughs> it is just crazy, but my thing is like, okay, really? Is it really that much cheaper to grab someone who wants to enlist and train them? And likely they're not going to be nearly as good as the clones. Well, I think, like, I think financially, first of all, Tarkin's financials, don't make sense to me because I've read comics where he's like, yo, let's give huts like buff cyborg arms and like use that. Like I've read a lot of weird Tarkin initiative <laughs> comics. He's like, look, this is a really smart guy and we've given him a cylinder robot body. And I'm like, are you trying to save money Tarkin here or not? Because I just heard yeah, in another episode where you were like, Hey, we should decommission the clones. Also, can you make me buff huts bodyguards? Like, but anyway, it's just, uh, it makes the, you wonder the, the financial, what do you let, let's call it investment, right? Mm-hmm. Into the Kaminoans. Also, I think what also adds to the problem, not just financials, even though that's what they repeatedly say. Also, it's the time, because it takes ten years to grow a soldier. Whereas if okay. you enlist people from any planet anywhere, you can have them trained in a couple months, six months. I don't know. Like I don't know how long it takes to. Like I imagine that's why they're trying to grow as fast as they're growing. Like. Well, and and then there was some other line that Gregor said about, um, let me think, essentially you, like with the clones, kind of you have to force them to conform. They have to be trained to conform and basically be on board with this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But with the, there's millions, I think is what he said, or right. of, that are just diehard sold out to the Empire right. and ready to go. Yeah. So it's like they've got that built-in thing already. So then it's just a matter of you know some combat training, and it's time to go. Yeah. I guess so. It's just like when I think about the Empire, I'm like, who would want to join the Empire? Well, you know that's what I, mean? what I wonder yeah. too. And you got to think about like even if you go back to that Ryloth episode, how are they like? Hey, dude, like we got peace now. Like the, uh, like they brought peace, and they're bringing jo- like they're building this factory, and so we're gonna have a lot more jobs here on Ryloth. There's a lot of like promises. That I think the Empire is trying see, to build. I can see that. You know. What book was it, Sal, that it was um, It was a, a female character. She's like, while I hear you, from my point of view, my planet's better because of this. There's jobs. There's security. There's all these things. And uh, because, yeah, we, yeah. You know, it's something we talk about a lot that nobody ever thinks that they're the bad guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so it's a for, lot of books, probably, but <laughs> yeah, but but I just I can't remember this that it was like this exact conversation, uh, and it it was essentially that that 
look, I, I get why you think the Empire's bad, but from my point of view, and I don't think it was Lost Stars, but yeah. anyhow, that was the whole idea, though, is yeah. that here's the structure and infrastructure that they've set up works out for, like, this this demographic. Mm-hmm. And, like, and so, I think those promises, too. Like, ending the war and promising peace. Like, I think it's all part of it, right? He reminded me of this, like, TikTok video. Oh, no. Am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama. Maybe I am. Am I the villain? I don't think I'm the villain. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by TikTok. Thank you, honey. I'm sorry, honey. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Anyway, yeah, no, you're right. I think back to Cam and Noah and contracts. When they write the contracts and, like, they talk to each other about filling them out, are they, like, I have a stipulation on paragraph 17C. Can you imagine doing a contract with the Kaminoans? It might be boring. <laughs> boring. But, okay, so so I'm assuming that they have to be for a specific set period of time, right? But the problem is that you also have uh, Padme and Midala going at it, trying to give rights to the clones. Mm-hmm. And then you also have uh, some... I mean, amount of training that needs to be given, right? And then you also have the fact that the actual material from the original source is like, there's not that much. So I'm right. assuming that there's a lot of defect clones, for lack of a well, better word. Well, almost like, and no way to produce more, apparently. Exactly. That's why they're looking for Omega so hard and, and, and Alpha. But we can't find him. Weird, because you just hired a bunch of bounty hunters. Do you know one <laughs> of those is Alpha? Yeah. <laughs> anyway... And he didn't even change his name. You were like, also, he changed his name to Boba Fett. Weird. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, there's a guy on Tatooine who calls himself Boba Fett. He's a leader of something called Crate's Claw, but whatever. Probably not the same guy. But um, so the Kaminoans are the ones who are looking for Omega, right? And not the Empire. Because the Empire doesn't know. Correct. Right. Okay, so that's good. That's good. That's good. The council has decided you are correct. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Man. Like, it's so... I didn't think we were going to get this much into the weeds of like the politics of the galaxy changing from the Republic to the Empire in this show. I thought we were going to sort of see an overarching story of people trying to survive in the new Empire, which like we're still kind of getting that. But we're also getting a lot of the behind the scenes of the changes that are happening in the government, in the military and all of that. And that's cool. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at it, when you have the clones, the clones don't really have any rights because they're not, you right. know, they're well, not they're, human. They're property. speaking, they're property, right? And so, I mean, at least at that point. I, I mean, they're human. They're human, but, like, but they're not. In contracts, they're property. They're property, okay? So they are not giving the human rights, basically, yeah. right? And so it's just like that's why I'm like trying to understand why they don't want to continue with that. I mean, aside from the fact that there's not enough genetic material, mm-hmm. why not to continue with the clones? It seems to me that it's the most cost-effective form of keeping everybody in line and making sure that it, they're really well trained. Because now you're gonna bring people, you know, actual mm-hmm. people with human rights that are going to be pointed out every single little violation, you know, to their employment rights. <laughs> Really? Yeah. But it seems I, to me like it's a lot more trouble to like it, bring people who have human it rights. It also seems like the Empire is very much more quantity than quality, as evidenced by their like, sh- like they start mass producing their ships, their armor is crappier, like they just want more soldiers now. We don't want to wait 10 years for you to train up more. Like, 
I think that's what it's, I think it's a numbers game about like the TIE fighters are crappy. They don't have shields. You know, like I think a lot of the empire's choices, like here's our big giant military. (laughs) That dude can't even use a blaster really good. It's fine. Also, that guy hit his head walking in the room. It's like the 300. Do you ever watch the 300 movie? That's a question for for you. Okay. So Spartans, right? What is your profession? Exactly. Instead. Clone trooper. (laughs) (laughs) And what is your profession? TK. (laughs) Instead of the other, you know, the people who decided to join, what is their profession? Have you been trained? So having 300 Mm -hmm. clones significantly better than having 3,000 people. Yeah. I think we know that. (laughs) But I think the Empire is like, I'm just going to take the 3,000. 50 bucks cheaper, too. Tarkin's like saving up for a cool new ship. <laughs> He's like, look, this Death Star thing isn't going to be cheap, so we got to cut corners where we can. You know? That's true. Yeah. I already, you know how expensive these Geonosians are? <laughs> uh, yes. So they're trying to escape. They're going out the thing. Also, I like uh, the quote on this whole thing we were just talking about, about the replacements. Gregor's like, oh, yeah, they're supposed to be our replacements, if you can believe that. <laughs> <laughs> like Gregor has no chill. <laughs> like, he's Greg, not wrong, man. He's Gregor says wrong. it like it is, dude. He don't give a damn. Man, he's not wrong. Uh, good times, good times, Gregor. If you ever want the honest truth, dude, just ask Gregor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they like find their way out to like a ledge or like a little exhaust vent that they can get like the ship to pick them up at. So it's another one of the, this reminded me a lot. And now actually it's going to continue. This is reminding me a lot of the end of season one of rebels. The last three episodes where Kanan gets kind of left behind too. Yeah. There, there go up the tower to the top of the tower and Kanan's kind of holding everybody off. But don't say it like that. Okay. Left behind. He literally decides to stay behind. Okay. Uh, just like Hunter. Uh, what would you, how do you say it? That doesn't sound like. Well, he decides to okay. stay behind. It just sounds like the, too many words, but okay. Because the other one right. sounds like it, they were just jerks and left him. Right. That's true. He, they didn't. Yeah. Omega was really upset about it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That, uh, per, the, the, the performance, the voice right? acting performance yeah. was yeah. so good. Really, really solid. Um, so they're there and like the ship's coming up and they're like trying to get on the ship while, and like getting Gregor who's just got shot a couple of times, but he's fine. He's been blown up like a couple of times too. So fine. Uh, on the ship. And then they got to fly away. Cause like a whole bunch of V wings come in rad to see V wings and gunships again. Oh, for sure. And the animation in, in during that and like uh-huh. the cinematography aspect of it, it looked so good. Like the motion and the physics was spot on. Yeah. And yeah, everything about that, those scenes ruled, except for what ultimately <laughs> happens, the sad part of it. But as right, far as the right. technical, uh, the way they pulled it off was but great. Visually glorious. Yes. Like even the, like the lighting and stuff, like it's a beautiful clear blue sky and like kind of cloudy in the distance. Like I love the, I think they're getting a lot more, um, like the lighting and effects, a lot more depth, if that makes like atmosphere. Like, it's yeah. noticeable in the earlier episodes when they're, like, on the uh, wrecked Star Destroyer, and you can see all the little dust particles flying around and stuff like that. Um, but even on these long establishing shots, like on Ryloth, Ryloth and this planet as well, you can see, like, a haze kind of in the distance. Like, a very real, beautiful shot that's not, like, in the old days, it would have been like, oh, cool, this is a cool, cool sky with a cool foreground and a cool building. Um, now there's so much, like, 
depth to the yeah. visual mm-hmm. backgrounds. And that's the end of my sentence. Uh, so they're trying to get on the ship and like they got to loop around and come back because the V-Wings are coming after them. And Omega's flying the ship. Yeah. Omega's yeah, like flying Yeah, how up. about that? that? That was cool to see. Yeah, like. Yeah, her, something broke off of Hera, right? Yeah, taking part in the thing. She was yeah. like, oh, do it. And then Tech's like, okay, you are done. That is sufficient. Now I will drive. Uh, immediately throws her off as soon as he gets on the ship. But hey, <laughs> like she did her part, man. Like she did a part. Uh, so they're getting off and it's like Hunter and Echo and Echo gets on and like Hunter misses and he falls. And he falls like Rambo. <laughs> like he falls pretty yeah, bad. He hits like every bad. tree. He like oh, tries to yeah. use his knife to slow down. But <laughs> you can also see. Funny. It's not funny. That he's like. Because at first, like, I'm like, oh, he just fell off a mountain. And then he sort of hit some branches, and I'm like, oh, okay, he's going to be okay. And then he uses his knife to grab the thing, and I'm like, oh, look, he's slowing down. He's going to be okay. Yeah, gonna... Oh, then he falls again. Oh, but he hit more branches, so he's not going to be dead. Uh, but they did a really good job of illustrating that, like, hey, this hurt a lot, but also he slow- slowed down enough that he could fall 20 stories and live. <laughs> but he's got, like, 72 bumps and bruises and probably broken ribs. Yeah, broken ribs for sure. For yeah, sure. No, that I was a little concerned that when that first happened, I'm like, uh oh, this is it. I yeah, I was like, there's no way this can. Oh, he might be okay. Oh, that still looks like painful, but he might live. Oh no, this is bad. Oh, but he's alive. <laughs> and then the ship lands in the distance, and you're like, oh no. And then Sev gets off, or Scorch, or whatever, uh, the Omega Squad, Delta Squad person that is, uh, and they like sort of corner him, and he's like, hey, leave me, leave me. You guys gotta go. And, they're like, all right, we got to go. And Omega's like, no, we do not have to go. Like, order them to come get you. And he's like, I can't do that. Like, even the last words. I don't like calling him that, but I just did. So, yeah, everybody take that for what it is. <laughs> uh, send all Gosh, your complaints to Eric Struthers. <laughs> yeah, send them on to me. Uh-huh. That was that was brutal. That was tough. that was really yeah. tough. But it was so real. Yeah. The performances are just like killer. Um, you know, particularly when you realize that this episode is Omega and D Bradley Baker 72,000 times. Right. Um, so that's pretty rad. Uh, and then that's it. We're left with them taking off, getting into hyperspace and him getting caught on Daro, uh, whatever this planet is called. <sighs> and it looks like we're in for a ride for the last two episodes of the season. Well, so Crosshair showing up at his cell. Oh, that's right. I forgot. And uh, saying, you know, he was hoping for the entire squad, but you'll do. Mm-hmm. I Part of me is still holding on to hope. Of course, I don't know how I would feel if they did try to reverse his course and sort of it, it, the Star Wars fandom's favorite word is redeem him or <laughs> that right, he'll right. be redeemed. But if this is the beginning of that, because and now mind you, let me preface this with part of the reason that he doesn't just get in the perfect shot and kill all of the main characters is because they need for that to not happen to make <laughs> the story go. But also when you think about how like in uh, the Bad Batch arc during the final season of Clone Wars, there's that scene where they're running down the sewer and he's like throwing those magnets around oh, yeah. the tube and shoots. <laughs> so he's doing all this crazy math as he's running and shoots and like causes this like spiral thing and kills all their pursuers but he can't shoot this one person while he's sitting perfectly still with the scope trained on him it's like is he missing because he just doesn't 
deep down doesn't want to do it. I don't like the cut of your logic, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you with all these facts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get it. But I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that some good... Now, would I accept him just being like, oh, man, my bad. Like, oh, it's no big deal. Come on back. Or, you know, is he going to have to, like, sacrifice himself to save somebody else and that's mm-hmm. what's going to make it okay but i do hope that this is the beginning of that because i don't want to see hunter eat it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think the what the real question it comes down to is how much of him is the chip and how much is him making those choices which we still kind of don't know you know what i mean like wrecker showed us that like he's gone when the chip kicks in you're gone Right. Yeah. But it also doesn't seem like like he doesn't immediately every time he sees the bad batch, he's not like good. So just follow orders. Like, it seems like he's making his own decisions. Like, get these fools down. I know all your tricks, Hunter. Like, he doesn't seem like he disappears. It seems like it's him making the choices. But since we also know that he's chipped and that that affects their behavior and stuff like that could be a way that they can say, like, well, it wasn't, you know. Like, the only way we're ever going to know for sure is if they take the chip out of him and he's like, I'm still going to shoot you. <laughs> or. I'm sorry, I'm just Gregor now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's where a, he's like. I guess he's... my uh, table read isn't that great. He's like, I still want to kill you, but I won't. I want to, though. And I want to shoot you really so, bad. But here's the thing. Okay, so when we, when that order was first given on the mm-hmm. first episode with. Uh, what's like, his... he, yeah, in the first episode, exactly. he does good soldiers follow orders. Exactly. But he was very well in control of his, you know, mm-hmm. of his. Uh, it so sounds to me like at that point in time, that was him. I feel the opposite. Really? Because <laughs> he says good soldiers follow orders. So I'm like, okay, the chip's taking over and there's a Jedi. But like, I think he genuinely, thing. I think he genuinely meant that though. As I mean, I do ah, think there was some influence from it, but I think mm-hmm. too that he's like, look, we're, we've lived our whole lives being good soldiers following orders. What are yeah. you doing? You made our a bad call, Hunter. Told us, yeah, told us to do this. Now, there, I can't remember which episode it was, but they were doing like further testing and modification yeah. on his programming saying you know that something along the lines of this would kill a normal a normal clone yeah and they did so say they've... something about like strengthening the inhibitor chip right um that's kind of crazy yeah so but like i don't think we're ever gonna know unless like he gets to take it out take it out take it out um you know what i mean like, so there, I don't think there's even going to be a place for redemption for him unless, like, that's part of it. Because you can't redeem him having, like, not even knowing if that's him making those choices. Or, right. you know what I mean? Like, or you can, like, maybe forgo all that if you take the chip out and he's like, I'm really sorry. It wasn't me. I could see myself. Like, Wrecker was like, like, Wrecker came clean and was like, look. I, I tried to stop it, Omega. I'm really, really sorry. I couldn't. I tried to stop it, and I was just trying to kill you, and I didn't want to. But, okay, so, for instance, okay. right? So, let's, this person has a ship, right? Okay. And it basically, what that means is that he doesn't have control, and that he just has to follow orders, right? Mm-hmm. This guy is thinking about the revenge on this whole group, on his former, you know, crew. crew. Like, a person or a clone that is only following orders 
should not be thinking of ways to catch the rest of the Shouldn't crew. Shouldn't be taking it Shouldn't. personally. Exactly. He's taking it too Fair. personal. And so that's why I think the part of it is him. That's a what I think, too. A big part of it is him. But as long as the trip is there, that's always going to be the excuse. You know what I mean? Or a possible excuse or a possible right. explanation. But I feel the same way. I feel like I think uh, y'all like I get it. There's a tragic story with the clones, but I think Crosshair might just be a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> well, so like, that's what I was going to say. What if they get the chip out and suddenly he's still a jerk, but he's not trying to kill him. He just yeah. like points yeah. out their physical flaws and makes fun of them. <laughs> he's just You're like, fat. <laughs> Echo with your baldness. And you, big nose. Echo with your baldness. Uh-huh. Not Echo yeah. was the other one. It's like, well, you're you think you're fooling with that bandana? <laughs> You always think yeah. that everybody should know what's in your mind. Come on, dude. It drives me crazy. Uh, everybody's got everybody's got issues with tech. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like I was saying, without without uh, crosshair in the batch, like tech is the worst one. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> now yeah, it's like when you're it's it's like when you're at a job, right? And somebody gets let go for whatever reason because they're like the weakest link in the in the staff mm-hmm. then the person who's now the new weakest link really has to start looking over their shoulder while the person <laughs> who's the next weakest link is like man i hope they keep him around for a while or i'm doomed ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times yeah man so i really don't know like how to address the future particularly with crosshair and i I think it's a tragic story no matter what because mm-hmm. I think some people want the answers of like, hey, I want like a fully like give me a villain that I can be mad at because they're a villain and they're being bad. And I'm like, well, be mad at Tarkin. Then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's your villain that's making yeah. crappy choices. Yeah. Um, Crosshair may never be that guy. Tarkin is easy to be mad at. Yeah, he's definitely a jerk. Yeah. Yeah, but he's rad in his book. Oh, no, he is. He's very he's got a smart cool and everything, but he's easy to be upset at because uh, yeah, he's just that's fair. not. Wearing slippers on the Death Star. Who do you think you are? <laughs> uh, good times. Uh, but, yeah, I just don't know, like, I think people try to fit that, like, the crosshair thing into something that's a lot simpler, like that redemption arc, whereas this is a lot more complicated because we still don't know how much crosshair actually has to play in that redemption arc. If there is a redemption arc, you know what I mean? Right. Um, because, but that's part of the tragedy of it too. Whether he's good or bad or doing it on purpose, like we're never even going to know if it was him or like we, we might know, like we might find out, but like right at the point right now, the story is like, we still don't even know if he has the potential to be better. That's like, true. In yeah. theory, he has the potential to make his own choices, which could be better. But you might take out the batch and he's like, I've wanted to kill you for years. <laughs> you know, you never know, dude. Like, he's just, he might just be a jerk down <laughs> to the core. Remember that time you took my pudding at lunch? <laughs> well, now hit me in the face with it. a stuffed animal ten times and I've been pissed off ever since. <laughs> that was episode one. <laughs> uh, hey, do you guys remember that store that used to, like, have all kinds of cool stuff? Like, Thing Geek? Whatever happened yes. to that store? I don't. I think it's like it got turned into GameStops or like Aww. they put them in GameStops. I don't know. Well, I, we haven't been to a mall in years. That's true. There was a pandemic, honey. Yeah. And we haven't been outside <laughs> to see Think Geeks. But yes, there was a Think Geek store at a mall near us. I don't they know. They just if it's had really there. cool stuff, and I always wonder. Yeah. But that was that was before the whole Star Wars explosion, I think. Maybe yeah. So I always wonder what kind of things will they have. 
We but got some stuff there, right? I don't remember what we got though. But I'm so sorry, totally like completely different. Yeah. Oh no, that's different okay. Little Death Star coasters or something. Yeah. yeah. Cool little things. Just I was thinking about the the what's it called the pantuflas, on the Death Star. Ah, uh, the slippers. I wonder if they have them. What about the? <laughs> uh, where did we get those Lando glasses? Do you remember those? Lando glasses. Lando. I got those Lando oh. glasses. Yes. I don't remember where. GameStop. It was GameStop, huh? Okay. Uh-huh. It wasn't Think Geek, but I think they carried them too. Yeah. Just FYI. For anybody out there looking for Lando glasses, looking for a store that oh, might not exist beautiful. anymore. They were gold, glass with gold. Yeah, they yeah. were very beautiful. You can tell us speaking about them in past tense because we have kids and glasses. And guess what? <laughs> they don't mix. The yeah. kids are grown up. The glasses didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I did feel like a baller for two years. So you have one, one chi- uh, child or like how many children do you have? I have two kids. My oh, daughter, nice. she she just turned nine a couple months ago, and my son just turned seven last week. Oh, good, nice. good, good. Good times, yeah. good times. Yeah, we have they, you, you know, being a parent is has been an amazing journey for me. It's something I always wanted. I am a little concerned because my daughter, like I said, she's nine. She is already like, oh, whatever. I mean, she <laughs> is like this angsty teenager, and I'm thinking I'm doomed, man. I, uh, yeah. Until uh, she is, what, maybe 17, 18, and then she'll come back. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. she'll come back. She'll be like... Liz is in college. Uh, she's coming back to visit soon. No, so. no, no. I mean, like, she'll come back to her use of self. Not, right, right. You know, the, the jerk stuff teenager like stuff is the, yeah. the hard part. I think it, it goes all the way to 18. <laughs> Axel is just kind of a walking meme. So he, like, doesn't even talk anymore. He's just like, why are you mad, bro? Like, he's just, he's just like, whatever, lo- lol. <laughs> like, he just talks in memes now. Oh, God, yeah. You're like, ugh, I, I, I want to blame YouTube, but what do I do? Turn off the internet in my home? Like, Oh, my gosh. It's it's nothing but uh, YouTube and playing Roblox. And Now, well, I'll tell you what's something that's sweet. So we just moved, right? Mm-hmm. And my kids have had to share a room okay. up until now. And, I mean, that's how long it took. I, I mean, it wasn't a big deal because, you know, they basically just both slept in there. They, yeah. they had plenty of space. But it's like them having their own room and, and how nice that's been. Like, I walked in and, and caught Stella actually playing with her toys where, you know, for the last <laughs> year and a half, she's been like, toys, blech, give it, where's my where's my tablet? And so nice. seeing her in there playing, it's like, that's sweet. She needs to stop focusing on trying to grow up she wants a, a cell phone i'm like you've lost your mind <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna happen yeah, yeah. we right held off now. on that for as long as we could pretty much until we were like we can actually save money with a family plan with two extra damn lines we have to actually give them to the kids though and it was until like well but how old was lizzie uh, she, she had went to, be, to high school yeah right? she had to be 15 14 yeah, 15 so we, we waited but she because she went to an art school that was like a little like it's an art school to so where we couldn't, she couldn't be on the bus miles anymore. Away from the house, yeah. So we had to make sure that somebody, she had a way, and if like one of, if she got out of school earlier and needed to stay late, like it wasn't a thing that we could just, okay, you're right across the street, cool. It was a thing that we needed to make sure we were planning our trips and okay, mm-hmm. like Liz works over by there, so you might need to go with her on Tuesdays and call me if you get off early because I'll have to come get you up before Liz gets off her. Mm-hmm. It was that kind of thing. And uh, yeah. Yeah, so we gave in, um, gave them phones, and now this is actually has been a blessing, because whenever they get in trouble, at least Axel now, whenever oh, they, yeah, he that's gets the in trouble, punishment. that's the ultimate punishment. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. You take a phone away from him, oh my goodness. 
that he's done. All of a sudden, like, taking their phones away makes them, like, the nicest gentlemen that they ever could be. Like, all, like when you take their phone away, like, they're all pissed off and they're all mad or whatever. And then, like, a couple hours later after dinner, they're like, hey, do you need any help washing dishes? And I'll be like, uh, I mean, I got it. Why, do you want to wash it? Yeah, you can go ahead, bro. Knock yourself out. Oh, my gosh. Cool, cool, man, cool, this, cool. this sounds so incredibly familiar. Yeah. Hey, just so you know, I just went ahead and vacuumed my room. I found a little bit of stuff on the floor. And uh, uh, I saw, like, you're, 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 you, I changed your pillowcases, too. Just, like, that was cool. So, you know, just letting you know. Just putting that out there. <laughs> anyway, I guess I'm just going to go sit in my room and stare at the wall. If there was only anything else I could do. Now, see, that's one thing, too. Like, my little girl, she'll do that where she'll come in and she'll sidle up next to me. Hey, Daddy, mm-hmm. what are you doing? <laughs> oh, you know, this and that. Oh, okay. And then without really playing the long con well enough, suddenly she'll just like, hey, so I was thinking maybe you could give me $20 for some, so I can get some Robux so I can buy this <laughs> stuff on Roblox. I'm like, listen, if I could give you any advice, you should have kept the game up for at least 30 minutes more. <laughs> and worked it more casually into conversation mm-hmm. you know because for her it's like hey speaking of refrigerators maybe you could give me twenty dollars and it's like those have nothing to do with each other yeah i get that from axel too that was very much yeah, like axel hey you know what so. i was just thinking uh so my allowance like how firm are we on that uh, amount because <laughs> you know i feel like i put in a little bit extra today like i, I noticed did you notice the bottom stair is clean because uh, that's like where the dog's sitting and it gets a little extra furry. So I made sure to hit that at like three times with the vacuum, just so you know. <laughs> you know. Honestly, I think I've been doing a pretty good job. You know, these dogs do poop a lot. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> so my kids, man, I was actually just talking to somebody about this. My son is, uh, he is not impressed by my playing guitar at all. Oh, and no. Which, what? I mean, oh. he, he thinks it's neat, but like I'll let him hold one of my guitars and he'll just kind of like, hit the strings and stuff and in his mind i'm not joking he sees no difference in what he just did as to what i do and i mean you can see this smug sense of satisfaction on his face he's like nailed it and hands me the guitar back i'm like my man and so then my little girl she she does these uh every sunday she'll do these facebook live thing uh for my church that's these bedtime stories she'll read something Mm -hmm. people don't it surprises me the people who do watch it don't don't realize that we record them ahead of time you know we'll <laughs> right, like move right. one thing on her bed and do the one for next week so it right, looks a right. little bit different but it's like why does that kid only have one set of pajamas but uh <laughs> change your t-shirt yeah but but like she read this story called uh what daddies do best or something like that and i'm like so what do you think i do best and she goes well i don't know i, I guess you're all right at playing guitar i guess <laughs> i was like oh burn uh-huh. she's like yeah i mean that's what people say you're the best i at, suppose so it's all that qualifies. Right. yeah yeah I, it's annoying to me but whatever <laughs> yeah i mean if you could just turn it down i probably agree but <laughs> can't get feedback if you turn it down like i gotta play that's it on right <laughs> You know, God invented headphones for a reason, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Oh. Kids, man, kids. Anyway, yeah, this, uh, yeah, man, that was two really solid episodes. Oh, yeah. We're coming up on the end. I don't know where we're going with this. I don't know if we're getting another season. I don't know what the future of The Bad Batch holds. I hope. Like, because I don't know of any other animation besides Visions, that's a short thing. I hope they continue the Bad Batch, but I, I, I like animation. I like Star Wars animation. Spoilers, we're a Star Wars animation family. Yeah. 
So like, it's always going to have a special place in my heart, but like, like the quality and as good as this show is, I don't see any reason not to do it or to continue to doing something like this. And since they haven't announced anything new, I'll take another season of this if they got it. Well, I feel like there's more story to tell. And I mean, unless right. everybody gets blown up in some crazy blaze of glory. But that's <laughs> Gregor not... laughs. Yeah. But... <laughs> this is a tragedy. <laughs> but, but I would like to see more of it. And honestly, I'm surprised at how much I like The Bad Batch. Because I wasn't sure what to think whenever, you know, seeing them in the final season of Clone right. Wars. I mean it's kind of unfair to the bad batch because you're stacked up against the siege of Mandalore. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, get this out of my way so we can get to this end. <laughs> this is going to rule so hard, but man, it's been so good and so captivating. And I like all of the characters so much. Mm -hmm. I, I do hope there's another season because you're right. They, you know, nothing definitive has been announced and I don't know when they would tell us. I don't, you know, right. I don't think they're going to pick a, the this is the first time they do like an end credit scene in the middle of an animated thing to do like what they did with Loki to say that you know right, season right, two is right. going to be here. But I, I mean, man, I feel I like similar, something. yeah. Like that, I, even if it's not like an end credit scene like that, even if it's just a like the day after it airs or something. By the way, Bad Batch will be back in season two. Like that's what I would think would happen. Um, but like in lieu of any other announcements for any other animation uh okay continue to give me this please yeah i will take some yes, more please uh, i would like to have some sort of animation on my lucasfilm buffet please such as always as long as there's always something in that dish you know it's cool we're getting book of boba fett which i'm excited about you know we're gonna have some live action stuff coming up with cassian and you know season three of mando and kenobi and all that so like it looks like they got live action covered. So if you could just keep a little more animation on my plate, I'm I'm good. Yeah, I would love to you see know. more. Plus, uh, like you, I wasn't sure. I mean, I was like, okay, Bad Batch, cool. Like they're rad. I like Bandana Guy. Um, but like the amount of stuff that we're getting, like I was talking about, about the uh, the changing and the politics of the Empire and the Republic and all that. Like we're getting a lot more out of the show than I thought we were gonna get. Exactly. You yeah. Know? So. Yeah, I'll take some more. I'll take some more Omega. Omega. Mm -hmm. little, okay, little Omega. And like six-year-old Andor. And like little little teenager Hera. Hera pilot. Like what if they're like the mini Bad Batch? Who else is tiny at this time? <laughs> like a little, like little, Kanan? I've been in this fight since I was six. Well, no, because that would uh, conflict with Canon if he's there. Okay, fine. So like no Canon, but like we can have, we can have little Omega with a squad of little Hera the pilot. Little Cassian, the I don't know what he does. But he's been in this fight since he was six, so he qualifies. Uh, let's just say Tiny Princess Leia, just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got four. <laughs> we need one more. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh my gosh, that'd be hilarious. I'm building a tiny. I'm putting together a team. <laughs> tiny Bad Batch. Okay. All right. I think uh, I'm gonna call that an episode, man. Uh, you got yeah, any other? Yeah, man. Like any any thoughts about the future of the Bad Batch, and when is Voss gonna show up? Uh, well, hopefully next episode, but you uh, only got two more, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what to expect, but, um, I do hope everybody makes it out alive. Mm -hmm. Except well, maybe crosshair, but yeah, sure. Yeah. Except for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Babe, any predictions, any, any last thoughts? Where do you, we got two episodes to go. We're finishing out the season. 
No predictions. What do you feel? I just let it happen. Just let it happen. Take it as it goes. Let it ride. All right. All right. Uh, real quick, Eric, it has been a pleasure having you on the show, as always. But where can people find you once again on the internets? Follow me on Twitter at Eric Strothers if you want to see some pretty excellent tweets about Taylor Swift. That's the best way place to look right there. <laughs> and check out my two podcasts, The Bad Motivators and The Sith List. The Bad Motivators. Goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> always do that. Uh, you can check us out at therogrebels.com. Make sure you're subscribing and sharing the podcast. Uh, Twitter, Rogue Rebels fam. Instagram and TikTok at The Rogue Rebels. All right. Everybody, peace out. Talk to you next week when we will be talking about the High Republic books. And I am excited because the rising storm is a heck of a ride. All right. Peace. Bye, Omega. Omega. And we're out of here with a Gregor laugh. Yeah.